Common beech is one of three extracts that may be considered for kidney support once the first steps are done to harmonize the nervous system and optimize elimination. The three in ascending order of strength are common heather, common beech, and common ash. In this podcast, we'll take a closer look at common beech and its ability to remove accumulated metabolic waste with its highly effective diuretic action. I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a health coach and gymotherapy expert, and I'd like to welcome my co-host, herbalist Terry Brooks. Hello, Terry. Hi, Lauren. Good afternoon, Megan, and anyone that's watching. I'm here in Minnesota. Spring is proceeding as planned, and um, I'm doing a lot of harvesting as an herbalist, making some medicines. Oh, it's a good time of year for that. Yep. And acupuncturist Megan Limp. Hello, Megan. Hi, everyone. It's great to be with you, Lauren and Terry, and everyone watching. And I look forward to talking about beach. Great. Well, we're really fortunate, Terry, to have you with us to tell us about that beach tree. We don't see those in Texas, for sure. I don't see them either, and I'm really kind of jealous. I want to meet this tree personally. Um, this tree is known as Fagus sylvatica, and I often talk about uh, the origin, origins of the tree names, which I'll get to. But this happens to be the tallest native tree in Britain's cool, humid, wet climate. And it's called by the Britons queen of the wood, oak being their king of the wood. The habitat for beech covers a large part of Europe. It's very prominent there. Its maximum height is about 80 feet and it grows in deep, well-drained soils, sometimes like chalky or limestone kind of soils or light loam. It lives around 250 to 300 years. It's um, easy to spot in a couple of ways. The silver gray cylindrical trunk is pretty unmarked in most cases. It has alternate ovate tooth leaves. They're very shiny green in the spring and they're copper in the fall and a beautiful copper color. And those leaves usually hold on through the winter often. So it's easy to find after everybody else's leaves have fallen. The buds are very distinctly long. They've been compared to a torpedo shape. If you saw a bud, you would, you would not mistake it again. The male flowers are drooping. The female flowers grow in pairs and they surround a little bit of a cup, which becomes a, a woody enclosure with prickles on the outside, very similar to the sweet chestnut or the chestnut tree kind of, kind of a nut or seed holding device. It holds one or two seeds or nuts that they're referred to in both ways. Um, and it is pollinated by the wind. So once that pollination takes place, the nut or seed can develop inside. It provides dense cover and it is unfavorable to any undergrowth species, which I think is interesting. We may find some, some connection there with how it's used. Uh, it is home to many species of wildlife and because it doesn't allow much else to grow under it, the, the soil becomes acidified due to the, all the leaf dropping and so on from this tree. Terry, thank you for that beautiful description. You know, that just had me back in several memorable forests. There's a beautiful 
beach forest by my mother-in-law's house in uh, Germany, and then also one that I'm very fond of up in the Pyrenees. And that, that no growth underneath the trees gives the forest a very special feeling because you are literally yes. surrounded only by beach, right? So yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, and we'll just have to take you there someday so you can see it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what have you found out about historical um, uses for this or interesting folklore? Well, the more you look, the more you find. And I started out thinking I was pretty satisfied with what I discovered about beach and then kept finding more. But as you mentioned in the Pyrenees, this tree is very prominent. Ancient Celtic altars have been found there dedicated to this plant and it's called Phagus, the god Phagus, which is the genus name of the beech tree. Germanic tribes used beech sticks for their divination runes. And in Germany, their word for the alphabet letters is Buchstaben. I'm not sure I have a very good German accent, but meaning beech sticks, because they started making tablets from these beech, binding them together and creating an alternative to what they used previously, which were scrolls for writing on. So this was a new way to preserve knowledge. And hence many words for book in many languages are derived from the name of the beech. Beech is the species of tree that is most associated with le learning, with words, with books and knowledge because of that. Um, the species name in Greek is phagos with a PH at the beginning, and that means to eat. So the, here we come to another portion of this tree. The leaf buds and the spring leaves were used in soups, salads, and of course, the nuts or seeds were roasted and used in breads and pastries, also roasted for a coffee-like beverage. And it does contain a lot of oil in this seed, so they use it for cooking oil as well. Um, it's been discovered that the seed, the nut, has about 50% oil and quite a lot of protein, up to 23%, and good mineral content as well. So much like oak and other trees that have nutritious nuts, the beach was also used by the farmers as mast or food for their livestock up until the time that modern supplements in farming became popular. And that ended the practice pretty much of feeding livestock from cutting and coppicing the trees and feeding them to, to animals. But it's said, and I asked my husband about this because he lived on a farm as a kid, that um, you can still see livestock, horses and cows, chewing on wooden fences that were probably made from beech as uh, an attempt to get the minerals and the starches that they might have had before that are no longer supplied in modern feed. So that I thought was pretty fascinating. The animals know <laughs> what's needed. Another fun story was that the Cherokee tribe would seek out and raid the stored beech nuts of the chipmunks. So they would deliberately watch chipmunks where they stored them, and then they would go and raid their stash. And this was particularly good for them because they didn't have the labor of gathering them or hulling them, and the bad ones had already been discarded. So they were saving time and getting the benefit of, of these nutritious seeds or nuts. Of course, it's been used as wood, a wood source for sports equipment and tool handles, different kinds of wooden utensils. 
There's um, a very famous beech liqueur that's made from the leaves. I don't know if you've tried it, Lauren. I have not. Beech leaf noyeux. It's pretty potent, I've heard. <laughs> I don't know if it's even available here. But um, interesting also is they use this more, more ways than just timber. They would take the slats and wash them in soda water to remove some of the aromatic parts of the plant. And then these were often used as the bottom layer in fermentation bat, vats for Budweiser beer. So, but at, at the last look I took at Beach, I've seen so many references in tree literature books that are talking about the particular light that filters through these trees, through the leaves, and how they felt there was something very, very special about it. Not just for artists, but mythical, mystical kinds of things too. And you may know more about that, Lauren. Yeah, I just, again, a flash of another um, beautiful scene um, in my mind. And, uh, and I think that, that letting the light in, we've learned it always has a very um, significant connection to how these work with the body as well. Yeah. Wow, Terry, that's a wealth of information. And I could imagine you even found more. <laughs> It's hard to call out what you want to talk about sometimes because there is a lot on many of these plants. Yes. So is there something significant you feel we need to look at when we look at the medicinal qualities of the beech tree? Well, it's been used a lot in Europe, obviously, and the uses have been carried across the pond, if you will, and applied to the American beech trees as well, even though it's a slightly different species. Um, herbally, we know that it's an astringent, which means it dries tissues, antiseptic. It, it has an interesting story about the antitussive effect. So beech was burned and the ash was, ended up being what they called creosote. And old physiomedicalists around the 1800s would use that creosote to um, extract something called guiacum which now today is still used in our cough medicines. It's the product called guiafenacin. Oh. So we're still using, and you can find old advertisements for this particular part of the beach plant and you know, the old so-called snake oil guys that were peddling this kind of a thing around and most of the time they worked. Um, it was used for atony of the urinary system it reduces excessive digestive acid, sometimes skin ailments, treating low-grade fevers. And it's used by Dr. Bach in his flower essence program, said to be for those who feel the need to see more good and beauty in everything that surrounds them, even though right now to that person much appears to be wrong. And for that person to be able to be more tolerant, lenient, and understanding of the different ways of individuals and all things that are working to find their final perfection. So his keywords for the beach were intolerance, criticism, and passing judgments. And I think that's where the light comes in, perhaps. Hmm. I'm also very interested in knowing more about these nutritional contents because fats and proteins we've seen often contribute to brain health and help with skin ailments and many other things. But I think that's somewhere to do some more research. Yeah, yeah. 
I, you know, even in the literature I found, Terry, I think um, um, there's still so much we need to learn about this tree. I, I think it holds a lot for us. Um, and these powerful trees tend to do that, right? Um, thank you. Thanks for that. So when we look to beech uh, as an extract, we're using the bud, right, from the tree. Right. And like common ash, that um, is also in the same grouping of extracts. Um, it's a tonic for the kidney and urinary system. It's a very efficient diuretic. It eliminates uric acid, cholesterol, and resolves actually conditions of gout. Common beach um, uniquely improves the elasticity of the kidney tissue. So when we're differentiating through the three, the common ash, the common beach, and the heather. We want to really think about what common beach does for this elasticity of the kidneys. Um, the results of the actions of common beach in this as a tonic improve stool motility and stool consistency, particularly in terms of those with drier, harder stools. The secondary action of common beach is as a harmonizer for the liver. So this makes it stand out again from common ash or from other, and it resolves inflammation and again, improving elasticity. So when I think of these words elasticity, the other extract that comes up that does that is hazel. Hazel improves elasticity of the lungs and the liver. So it would actually be a very complementary extract too with beach. The indirect effect of the work of beach is the improved function of the cardiovascular system because we have such a reduction in cholesterol. So when I consider who would benefit from common beach, um, I would say, to begin with, we're only talking about adults here who have elimination optimized and their adrenal supported. So in my system, we call that stage three. And um, these would be adults who have dealt with high cholesterol or a history of high cholesterol, particularly high in the total of LDL and HDL. In those who have suffered from or currently of inflammation of articulations, obesity, and the only use that we have for common beach with children would be children who deal with obesity or metabolic disorders, common beach could be used in those cases. I wanna keep in mind that this extract has a very specific time period it's useful for, um, but there are a few other uses. I've used it often after the removal of amalgam or mercury fillings along with mistletoe to help um, uh, cure, uh, clear the traces of that in the body for a two week possibility. And although I haven't confirmed this in my practice, Dr. Fernando Patera, the gemotherapy expert from Genoa, uh, mentions Beach's action on the, on the central nervous system. He, he mentions its ability to resolve deep depressive states actually, which leads me to believe we might want to consider this in microdoses and immediately, Terry, as I said that, I had this picture of the light filtering through beech trees and I've had some 
remarkable experiences just prior to sunset of walking through beach forests in those in the fall with those golden leaves shimmering and the light breaking through i think that would relieve any depressive state i had just on its own so we could certainly look to the extract for that um, there is also in closing a belief among those who live and work in the beach forest of the pyrenees that standing in a beach forest allows us to access all realms of time at once. And when those, um, all those times are accessed, the beech tree can aid us in healing trauma experience, trauma to come, trauma from our past and for our present. Um, I, I have personally experienced standing in those big trees, and I actually believe this to be quite a transformative experience. So there you have it, a little more on beach. Megan, put a Asian medicine spin on all this for us. Yeah, what a magical and remarkable tree this is. I think that um, we know that it supports the kidney and liver physically, but you know, Terry making reference to the brain and you making reference to the light coming in and flexibility. It really does seem like it has potential as a nervous system extract for liver and kidney issues also. We know that kidney is through the Asian medicine lens, our deepest and most grounded energy in our system. And like all the organs in Asian medicine, we're talking about more than just the physical manifestation of kidney. We're talking about a set of functions that in Asian medicine we call kidneys. And Asian medicine divides kidney. It's the only meridian that we divide into two parts when we talk about it. Um, we talk about kidney yin and kidney yang. And these, of course, are mutually dependent on each other and they keep each other and therefore our system in balance. Kidney yin is the foundation for all of our fluids in the body. It moistens and nourishes our organs and tissues. And kidney yang, it warms and promotes the function. So we have the nourishing kidney yin and the function of kidney yang. It warms, it nourishes the functions of organs and tissues and the digestive process. So therefore it facilitates the removal of waste. And beech, just as Lauren and Terry said, it combines this deeper support of kidney yin and yang with this harmonizing action of the liver. And if we review what the physical organ of liver is responsible for in the body, we know that once we take in food and it's digested by the stomach and the intestines, it goes into the bloodstream and to the liver. So everything we take in, whether it's through the environment or through medicine or through food, is filtered by the liver. And the liver uses its wisdom to know when to send the waste out through the kidney or the bowel to be eliminated and when to store those nutrients and release it into the bloodstream to nourish us. And we also know that liver both produces cholesterol and clears it. Energetically, if we look at liver through five element medicine, we know that liver is associated with the element of wood. It's the energy of the season of spring. It's new awakening and springing forth into action and into growth. When our liver energy is healthy, it facilitates not only movement, but smooth movement, both physically and emotionally. And when liver is out of balance energetically, we're going to see the opposite. 
a sense of hardening or rigidity or inflexibility will set in. And an example of this physically in the body might be sclerosis, which is the hardening of tissue or buildup of waste in the blood, for example, cholesterol, which in Asian medicine, cholesterol is seen as a congealing or a hardening of fluids. And we don't know this, but just as Lauren said, you know, we tend to harden in response to trauma. So there does seem to be some kind of potential relationship there. In Asian medicine, all life is considered a manifestation of qi, and the nature of qi is movement. So we can see that built right into Asian medicine philosophy is that health is built on smooth movement because it allows us to effectively digest what we take in and then effectively eliminate our waste. And this is really what we're seeing. We can see how Beach then offers support to effectively treat inflammation and be supportive of our elimination because it facilitates elasticity and movement and it helps the liver and kidneys work together to effectively excrete our waste. Wow. Wow. What a treat. <laughs> what an extract. Thank you. What an extract. Yeah. Yeah. And just keep it in mind, this is an extract you don't run out and take as a first extract. And when they're powerful, like what we've just described here, you need to allow your body the opportunity to be prepared for that. And that is moving through the system. You will have an opportunity to experience speech all in its time. But when we work with something so deep acting, we need to make sure the body's ready for it. So if you'd like to learn more about my system of gemotherapy and um, about gemotherapy in, in general, please take a look at my website, laurenhubelay.com. Um, lots to offer in the blog there, as well as some books that I've written on the topic and wonderful classes on restoring your own immunity. Megan, if someone went to learn more about Asian medicine, where would you direct them? Yeah. If you're looking to read a book on the philosophy or the intro to the philosophy of Asian medicine, you can read The Web That Has No Weaver by Ted Kapchuk. If you're looking for an Asian medicine practitioner near you, you can visit the National Registry where you can search by zip code, which is N-C-C-A-O-M. If you're looking to learn more about my practice or gemotherapy through an Asian lens, you can visit AccuLamp.com. Beautiful. And Terry, three ideas? I think the best thing I can say right now, not being near a beach, but wanting to experience it, is that I may suggest going somewhere where you might be able to be in touch with the ground or another tree and see if you can't call in the spirit of beach and do a little meditation with it. Oh, wonderful. I think beach would be willing to do that with any partner tree. <laughs> wonderful. Ladies, thanks for your time and your wisdom. Thanks, Laura.